Welcome to the Getting Real with Grady Jarrett podcast. We have a special guest on today, Dr. Clayton Gibson III, who's a very special person in Grady's life. So Grady, let's just start with how you know our guest today and uh, kick us off with that. Yeah, so um, met Dr. G, uh, shoot, what, what is it, Dr. about nine years ago, going on 10 years. And um, he's been uh, somebody in my life, you know, that's just been a, a big mentor and just really opened my eyes to really what, what I really could be as far as the potential that I, you know, had to unlock within me. And um, I met him at a time in my life where, you know, I was, I was young in college and uh, really just, you know, kind of after my um, freshman year, and I was just really trying to find my way, you know, really in trying and finding my identity, wondering if I, if I belonged on the, the level that I, which I was playing. And I remember he told me even before, you know, I became a starter at Clemson and going on to have success that I have now, you know, just, you know, basically great things was great things was in me. Um, he seen, seen me being the best, you know, and that kind of scared me as a as a youngin, you know what I'm saying? I just I really didn't didn't um, understand at the time. But um you know, so I mean, he he was interest, introduced to me by by Ed Reed, who I'm really close with, and um, and so he Ed been with Doc for. I mean, I'm sure he can talk about it later, and you know, Ed and all other stuff too. So I mean, um, but yeah, so we've been we've been kicking it, we've been kicking it ever ever since uh, college. I I was only able to train with him full time when I got to the league because uh the strict schedule in college. So things as far as uh nutrition, you know, tips to things to do um supplement wise or whatever it may be um and then just you know um just counsel you know um as as a young kid up to now and uh so so yeah we we got some history uh dr gibson do you want to um just let us know about the first time you met grady and just you know how much you've seen him grow over the last nine years that you guys have known each other of course uh first of all i'd just like to thank you all for having me on your podcast uh, is really truly a blessing and a pleasure. Uh, so when I met Grady, actually, uh, he was with his mother, always with his mother. Uh, and they came into the office and what happened was is that I worked and specialized in hormones, um, adrenals specifically. Uh, so what we did was we simply did a test, he, it was, which was a food sensitivity test to find out you know, what he was doing um, and how we could make him better because as Mr. Jerry said, one thing it was is that we just simply had to deal with him on the nutrition side uh, because he was already training with one of the best trainers, I would say, in uh, the strength and conditioning business, which is Joey Batson. His strength coach was my college uh, strength mm. coach, uh, actually, when I was at Furman. So with, with that understanding, we knew he had good, a good foundation. So I met Grady in a, how would I say it, in an environment to help him uh, in a minimal way during his collegiate years, hoping that we will see him again. And so it started with food sensitivities and it grew from food sensitivities to, you know, being all in, working with his body, working with his mind and working with his soul called the three, three, threefold man. That's what it is. Wait, so you talk about the food sensitivity test. Yeah. Grady, are there specific foods that you can't eat or that you stopped eating after that test? Yeah, well, yeah. So, you know, um, the food sensitivity, you know, you may not have like an allergic reaction, like grow highs or anything, but as far as like, you know, doc could tell you, you know, the way you react as far as recovery, you know, inflammation, 
things like that. And uh, probably the hardest thing that I always get back on my food sensitivity test and I have to give a little bit. Anything like like steak um, is always on mine for some reason. I love, as you can see my Instagram, you know what I'm saying? I love to have me a steak or something. And uh, I'm trying to think what else be on there, Doc? Way uh, like, casing. Way yeah. casing. Yeah. Way casing. So we do a lot of plant-based, plant-based things other than dairy products. And that's something that's been consistent over years. And over time, things have changed a little bit, but we always know um, the bulk of things, what we want to minimize or, um, you know, try to totally take out the diet. So, um, and it gives you a lot of good things to, to add, you know, to, to your diet as well. So the food sensitivity is something that you di you dive into that, um, you know, a lot of people don't re really know about. And you could just take your whole performance and, um, you know, natural ability to get the most out of yourself to the next level. What is the most challenging, whether it be injury or uh, whatever um, experience that the two of you have had to come together and find a way to get through? Mm, I know a good one. Um, <laughs> so this was a doctor, remember, um, going to my contract year, my fourth year, my last year of my deal, I got hurt. I got hurt against the, um, what was the Bengals? High ankle sprain. High ankle sprain. They said, what, about four to six weeks? Four to six weeks. Um, on the high ankle sprain, um, I was talking to Coach Quinn at the time. You know, I couldn't practice, so I told him, in between um, treatments at the facility, can I drive down to Atlanta and see my doc? And we was on it every day, uh, whether we would, you know, things we do, like, um, uh, you know, stem, needles, whatever, you know, do certain nutrients and things all natural and remedies and things. And uh, Doc, Doc got it. He got it all, man. We shoot. We only missed, what, two games? Came back against. Yeah. Um, only missed two games. Came back against um, the Giants on Monday Night Football. Mm -hmm. Had two sacks. I remember that game. And, um, and then to finish the season strong. And uh, so I, I just, you know, really was thankful and fortunate to have Doc right down the street from me. So I could go in, you know, Coach Q at the time allowed me to go down and, and get that treatment. And that's something that I, that I, one instance that I know, but I mean, we shoot every, really everything. There's been times we done played through um, injuries that we don't even, you know, talk about just trying to maintain throughout the, throughout the season. And we don't avoid it, you know, certain surgeries, you know, through rehab and training and nutrition. So um, that's, that's one that I can, that's, that's one that I've, that I, you know, forever thankful for that one because that was an ugly spot to be hurt and miss crucial time and, you know, for, for my team. So it got me, got me back, only missed two games on a six week diagnosis. So mm -hmm. uh, that's, that was a good one. Wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Dr. Gibson, yeah. you obviously get to see Grady in a different light than any of us do because of how much time you spend with him. One of the first things you'll hear about Grady when you ask his coaches or his teammates is just how hard he works and they commend him for that. You've obviously been able to see that. So can you just tell us a little bit about some behind the scenes stories about how Grady attacks his training process and, and really how much that's helped him get to the level that he's at now? Of course. Uh, one thing about uh, Mr. Jared is this. Uh, he's always want to work hard. He's always want to be top. And if he doesn't finish a rep or anything, he wants to come back in and accomplish it uh, within a few minutes or so. So with us, we have to simply slow him down. Mm -hmm. we, we have to slow him down. Not slow him down so much as um, in his performance, but slow him down in his mind. 
Why? Because I'm, I'm a person of faith and I have uh, high beliefs in the things that I have faith in. But I also know that faith and work. So we present our body as a living sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And with that being presented as a living sacrifice, then we have to understand that this body must be whole, all one. So you can't do anything with this physical body without the mind as well as the soul. So he has great genes to work from as his father played with the Falcon. So when we got Grady, Grady had a number 50 coming from undergrad or basically from Clemson. Um, I say undergrad because of, of the, so many accolades that I've been through. So, you know, we used to call that. So when I see Grady, the one thing that allows Grady to be who he is is that in his first year, Grady got baptized. Many people don't know that. Grady got baptized. And by having this baptizing, he put a covering. So each and every year, like he said, his recovery, his healing and all that, it's simply by preparing and putting on the whole armor onto him. So we simply prepared this young man for war. So I've seen, like you said, certain aspects of Grady that others don't see. And then that portion, as his doctor, then some things I allow him to speak of because it's a battle. I tell anyone, it takes me two years to get them able to even hear what I'm saying. So you got to understand, I had Grady when he was 19 years old mm -hmm. from afar. And how I did this is I gave him the results of someone that was a female that was 50 and the results of, of his results. And I asked him if you mind if uh, I show them to someone else. And when I showed them to someone else, I asked him, was it theirs? And they said, yes. And I asked him, was it his? And he said, yes, but he wasn't. It was the results of a 50-year-old female. <laughs> At 19 years old, he had the body and the hormones of a 50-year-old female but he's a drug test athlete. What? So what could we do? So we approached him in a holistic manner. And the only way I can do is to, get, first of all, get him to believe in what we were doing and have faith, but not faith in me, but faith in the higher power that rules and guides all over us. So that's the manner that I've seen, Mr. Jerry. <laughs> that's so interesting. <laughs> well, I feel like we should give the listeners um, a little bit more background on what you okay. do, who you've worked with. So can you guys fill, fill the listeners in on, on that? Yeah, Doc can go into his background and I'm sure everybody want to know and then be up to, you know, Doc discretion on um, who we want to talk about or not talk about, you know, for um, who we work with. So for me, I... Um... I started, as I said, I started at Furman University, uh, graduated in 95. Uh, I was headed uh, to be actually to be an orthopedic surgeon, wanted to be. That second choice, because I hurt my knee in 93. So the Houston Clinic itself, um, and they offered me a position once graduating uh, from medical school. But getting into medical school, there was a waiting list for the particular medical school that I wanted to go to. And then I also looked at physical therapy. There was another waiting list of 18 months <laughs> for the particular medical school and PT school that I wanted to go to. So, you know, they always have recruiters. They always have anything, advisors. So I got an um, invitation from the guys that from chiropractic. I didn't know much about chiropractic. I didn't know why, you know, I was going down there. But they just simply told me one thing. With your mind and the, the, the knowledge, you can easily get through. And the next thing is after you finish, you don't have to go work for 46000 or $50,000. <laughs> you can do what you needed to do. 
So I went to chiropractic school um, at life, but once I got out in 1999, I didn't know how to run a business. So I went and got my master's, health administration, health science administration, and during that time frame, um, I also did what we call a postgraduate uh, work and where I became the first, uh, what we call Nubian melanite or African-American uh, chiropractic sports physician in the state of Georgia. Mm, wow. While, while doing that, I also, uh, everything was running concurrent. So I have um, eight board certifications, just so guys let you know, I have eight board certifications. I have four doctoral degrees um, and also I have many different fellowships. One of them, like Mr. Darius said, I'm a fellow of the International Academy of Medical Acupuncture. So we use the art of chiro, um, acupuncture as well as the art science and everything of chiropractic. And the reason why we're doing that, we're just simply allowing the body to be able to recognize and heal itself. So my main thing is I work with something called proprioceptive insults and deficits through what we call the adrenal gland. Wow, that's a that's a whole lot there. <laughs> yeah, that's about right, man. People be like, you know what? I may suggest somebody go see Doc, man. They be like, all right, well, what do he do? What does he do? All that? I be like, man, look, you just gotta, you just gotta come find out for yourself, or like, you know, let <laughs> let him tell it, cause I I forget every time, and I've been knowing him a long time. <laughs> so, do you guys? go through each year in the off season do you guys like meet and set a plan for what you're trying to accomplish because oh, i yeah. assume gravy every off season absolutely. for you you have different goals right absolutely absolutely and um definitely meet set up a plan and a reason why i am you know so you know uh tuned in with doc and you know and, and loyal to working with him is because he know how far i can go and and where, how I can get better, you know? It's like, and I, whenever I go in a new environment and work out, it's always like a, like a, you know, like a, um, like a good job thing. Or it's like, oh, okay, well, I didn't know you could do, okay, well, it's like enough. It's enough for whoever I'm, I'm going to work at. And, but for me to be pushed through a new level, um, he, he knows where that new level is for me, you know? And it's like, like you say, you gotta slow me down sometime, but best believe, I mean, he's slowing me down, but we had a, point to where it's as far as far you know what i'm saying far up so we, we got people to come in and you know people might come for a session you know maybe we might not see them ever again you know what i'm saying or it's just something that you know i've just um over time we've you know developed our, our plan and and you know made adjustments add add some things taking some things away but uh we always trying to get better we always trying to get better and learning and um and but i think the biggest thing we do is we, we trust the process and uh, trust the process and you know every time i come to camp mm -hmm. you know since i've you know since i've been here you know i've always gotten better and uh that's how we that's our you know plan to continue going forward just to always improve and um you know my number tell it my tape tell it and uh we find out you know deficiencies things we can add and just um try to hone in on that and, and, and be better is there uh some tough love that happens there you, you did it give you some tough love grady oh yeah yeah we, we, <laughs> We definitely got tough love. I think everybody knew that come to Doc um, goes through that, um, and and then it's like a um, uh, it's like a little barrier you got to go mm -hmm. through with them, you know. Especially when you, you know, not 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 used to them, you know. So, um, <laughs> so I definitely um, I definitely got a tough love story with Doc. I don't know if you want to go go into it. We was just talking about this the other day, actually. For you can tell. <laughs> oh, I <Yeah>. love this. <laughs> 
Yeah, man. So, I mean, we out on the um, – I don't know if this was going to my second year or rookie year, Doc. When, when was this on the field? It was your rookie year. Yeah, rookie year, man. So, you know, young rook, you know, um, out there training with another vet. Uh, vet that's been in another game for like 12 years at the time, 12, 13 years at a time. And we going through some pass rush stuff. And and uh, I'm thinking, you know, I, what I'm going to do, you know, versus the blocker or something like that. And, you know, well, I'm going to just do it like that. I'm going to do it like this. And they both kind of broke it down to me, showing me, you know, why that wouldn't work or why why just this and that. And and um, and as as we're talking through it, I'm getting frustrated. And I'm like, I'm like, uh, you know, everything I say is just wrong or this and that. And I just kind of felt like they was picking on me. And I'm just like, you know what? I just kind of, you know, you know, young, big, bad, be tackle. You know, I'm out there, man. I kind of get start getting a little emotional, like a little frustrated. You know what I'm saying? And, and then that pulled me to the side, and and you know, he continued, you know, talk to me. But it was just like, you know, we had to go through this rough patch for us to be able to make growth. You know, and um, and for thing like just like he said in the podcast earlier, it take two years for somebody to really hear what he got to say. Because when you come in new off, you know, off doing what you're doing, it's kind of like reprogramming your whole form of thinking. That's what I tell people about Doc is it's just, it's more than us just going in the weight room and lifting and running and um, drinking protein shakes and this and that. Understanding why you're doing things, how you're doing things and taking the whole picture, the whole man and applying it to your life. And that's going to all transfer over to your performance. So, um, so yeah, we had a, we had a, um, a rough outing and then, but it, I think it made us so much stronger, our bond so much stronger. And um, my, you know, our respect for each other, you know, even going up and it forced, it made me to be like, like, shoot, I ain't, I can't go out like that. I gotta, I gotta be right now. I can't be, you know, crying in front of the dang on vets and stuff, <laughs> man. <laughs> uh, man. Young boy out here, man, getting all in his feelings. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, I mean, it's all love, you know, we all family, but, um, but yeah, definitely take take some take some rough patch to get, get to where you need to go. But I love that you said you know only certain people can help get you to that next level, and it sounds like you surround yourself with the people who know the right balance of you know how to push you, but still being you know in your comfort zone. So yeah, I think that's super important. Yeah. Well, Dr. Gibson, we are going to let you go. Uh, we really, really appreciate you coming on our podcast. Grady was really excited to have you on. So we appreciate you uh, taking some time to jump on and talk to us today. Yes. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. But before I go, let me add to what Mr. Jarrett said, if you will. Okay. Uh, that key to what happened with Grady was simply this. He learned humility. He humbled himself. And that's when, at that period of time, that's when he found something greater than himself. And that's when he went and got baptized. But he went back to Clemson after that. He went back to Clemson and to a, a church and a pastor that he's been going through uh, since his uh, freshman year, Grady, yes, since sir. his freshman year. And, yes. and he got baptized. But that simply said it humbled him and allowed him to seek, seek something greater than himself to find what was within now, to be honest with you, his anger and frustration was, is that he was drafted as a fifth rounder. <laughs> he wasn't happy with that, just yeah. to be honest with you. It wasn't anything that I was saying. As you're saying, I, I was working with another vet that was there, and that vet uh, had to teach him. And he even called me to this day and texted me and said, I can't believe the, the gains and the improvement and the success over the years that Mr. Jarrett has done 
if it wasn't for the conversations and the things that you do, Dr. Gibson, I don't know if we'll be here. But I just have to say, it's just the work that we do versus um, what we think we should be doing. It's an assignment. These gentlemen and people that come into the office, as he said, Mr. Uh, Reed, uh, I worked with Mr. Reed for probably about nine or 10 years before he retired. Uh, it's, a, it's our assignment. And the thing that you assignment, that's your gift. So my goal is to help these individuals to recover from the work that they are doing so they'll be prepared to go back the next day. That's how health and healing works. We didn't talk much about the clinical side because they like to keep that side a little uh, private <laughs> and personally talk more about that, the, the workout. But the, the workout is really what you call prehab. It's preventive work, prehabilitation before we have to create something called rehabilitation. We don't want to rehab them. Rehab means that they're sitting out somewhere and they're injured or either hurt and they can't be on the field in 100% capacity. But when they're in the prehab state, then we can build and mold them and shape them into who they are supposed to be. So at Vitality Healthcare, we simply say this. We are the vital link to health and human performance. Now, by being the vital link, what we use is advanced healthcare. We use innovative uh, methods of rehabilitation and scientific proven methods of performance enhancement to maximize everyone's genetic potential. Now, what is your genetic potential? You can say something that can help him reach a high level higher than I can because you have a gift yourself. So my job here, my assignment is to pull out what's already within them. So when we're working in this office, we use nine different areas to work on Mr. Grady. He only told y'all about two. <laughs> <laughs> Nutrition. <laughs> and the other thing is the rehab or the training. But it's seven other factors that we have to get through. And on another day, invite me back and we'll give you two more. And then if you invite me back, I'll give you another two. Absolutely. All right, <laughs> All right Dr. Gibson, thank you so much. Well, thank I appreciate you. it. Thank you. Wow. Oh, well, your doctor kind of seems like the one-stop shop, right? That's kind of the yeah. impression that I got that you can just, doubt. you can't even explain all that he does for you. Yeah, without a doubt. That's why I love it so much. That one-stop shop, hit every aspect of it. And, um, you know, it's top-notch. Well, and I imagine like people don't quite understand like the level of trust that like, that's so lucky for you that a guy that you've been working with since before your professional career, because- mm -hmm you know, it's your body, it's your temple. It's how you like, it's how you make your money. So like, you can't just go to anyone. So yeah. I think that's really interesting that you've had the same guy for as long as you have. Yeah. Without a doubt, without a doubt. And then along the way, you know, um, there's, you know, training facilities, different trainers, different people to always, and the more success you have, the more people want to get their hands on you, you know? And, um, uh, so being able to trust them, having them in my corner has been good for me. And, um, you know, and, and not, I'm not spreading myself so thin between all these different philosophies and things and what people may think to get, get the best out of someone. And um, like I say, it worked, it, worked, it worked for me, you know, and, um, you know, everybody that I, you know, kind of brought to them or shared them, they definitely love the experience and, you know, whether they stick for, for a long, stick with them for a long time or, um, you know, just take something and learn from it. There's always been, you know, really, really good feedback. And uh, so, so it's definitely, he's definitely a blessing to have. So I've always wanted to ask you this and I, I, I find this so interesting. Okay. So my first question is since you got into the league, mm -hmm. how much 
weight have you put on? And second, can you break down your training schedule? And then we'll talk about what you eat after that. Okay. Um, you know, more than my weight that's changed has been my body composition. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think my first year. Because, I mean, if you look at pictures of you from yeah, when you're a rookie to now, like, you look like the Hulk now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's really, like, it's really just, just the body comp changing, you know, you know, less body fat, more more muscle, and just muscle going to different places and, you know, growing muscles I ain't know I had. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just, 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 that just come from, you know, just um, just different training and stuff. And and I think also with, uh, you know, maturity as well, and, and always, that's that's the thing I talk about, just never really getting comfortable. It's always a different level you can go to. And um, and that's that's kind of where, where it comes from for me, as far as like um, my body composition and, um, you know, BMI, whatever it may be. Um, but but like my, my weight usually be been more consistent. I remember like, um, I'm trying to think like, what's the kind of the heaviest and lightest I've been? Maybe like last season, I was more like, you know, above 295 throughout the whole season. But uh, season before that, um, after my deal, like my fifth year, I was kind of like between like 290, almost 288, 290. I've been up to like 300 before, but it goes down up and down different years, you know. But um, um, this year I'm kind of like, I, I really don't, I really just get on the scale, to be honest. You know, I'm, I, <laughs> I, I feel that. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> like, like it's for me how I'm feeling, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. how I'm moving in um thankfully you know uh the uh my my coaches training staff strength staff since i've been here has you know trusted me to be in shape because i've shown them every time i come back to work that i'm in shape ready to go you know i never want to show up here to the facility out of shape and uh, that's one of the big things i think guys should learn from like i don't i don't think you should come here to get in shape you should show up in shape you know everything that you do it because you got to do your your work your job here at a high high level you know what i'm saying they add to everything you should do is add to, you know what I'm saying? And that's just being a professional. And I think they, I think they respect it more um, when the players show up here in shape versus not in shape. They could tell they've been working or not. So um, I think that's definitely, definitely something, something big. Okay. So let's talk about food. What does a defensive lineman like yourself eat in a day? Okay. It's a, do you break it down to off season versus season? Like you have to eat a certain amount during season. Yeah, you know what? Like, um, yeah. So it's a little different. Like, I'm a little, I'm a little looser in the, in the, in the, in the off season than I am in the, um, in the season. But I'll tell you this: I, I don't like indulge heavy every day. Say like I might have like a, I might instead in the, in a um, during the season I might eat like bad, it's called quote unquote bad. You know what I'm saying? A little looser after the game. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Like I know after the game. I can really eat what I want to eat. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Monday, I could do a little bit, but not too, too much. But like from there on, I'm, I'm trying to be like, you know, just strict on like the food sensitivity test stuff mm-hmm. that we talk about. You know what I'm saying? Like laying off the heavy meats, you know, and laying off the dairy a little bit for me. And, um, and but like say like during the season, you know, I just do like um, maybe like some eggs, like turkey, bacon, chicken, sausage type vibes. And then um, lunch, I try to have like fish and grains or something. And then dinner, um, really, really, and the, the thing about my diet too, this was cool for me when I was wrestling back in high school as well. I never, same thing I talk about like now, I never was so concerned about my weight. It was about what I was eating. You know what I'm saying? This this 290 of fried chicken and macaroni and cheese gonna be different from this 290 of whole grain rice and 
you know what I'm saying, and lean meats, you know? Right. So, so basically that's the kind of thing I talk about like with, um, like, it's not about, I, I think, even I think health period, like mm-hmm. it's more about like what you eat, what you put in your body versus like, you just trying to eat this amount of calories mm-hmm. or just, um, you know, I want to lose five pounds or I want to lose 10 pounds. It's like, are you losing good weight? You know what I'm saying? So like, or, or can that good weight help you? You feel me? So. Well, the reason I ask is because you always hear those stories about offensive linemen, like yeah. how much weight uh, they lose. Yeah. Like Joe yeah. Thomas from the Browns lost yeah. like a hundred pounds. And it's like, because they're saying, well, it's because I'm not eating X amount of calories. Yeah, today. yeah but, it's so, but some people need that, you know, some mm-hmm. people definitely need that to keep that weight on them. Everybody's different. And that's what we talked about the food sensitivity tests and things like that. You, and you get to know the individual, you know, you don't give a, the same, meal plan same thing to the same to the whole group you know what right. i'm saying whole group of people you know it's just a, a good guideline but if you want to go to the next level and um you you do the sensitivity that's something um when dwight freeney came here he was big on that i he heard was, i heard about you know, that he, he was big on um food sensitivities and things to eat he the same he, he he took it all the way there though you know he he ate the same thing every day i'm like i gotta switch it up doc, <laughs> a little bit <laughs> so um i used like from from my sports doctor as a, I use what we do as a guideline. And I stick to it as much as I can, but, and he'll tell you, I'll, I'll leave a little bit of room of flexibility in there, you know, just to, you know, just to uh, be able to, to enjoy life a little bit. Can you tell right away if you have like two during season, if you have like two sloppy days of eating, can you tell? Oh, yeah. yeah, you can feel it one day. Mm-hmm. You can feel out one day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know when I'm eating it, if I was going to be, I'm about to be hurt. So, I like, <laughs> so I'll be like, look, I got to hit that sauna. I got to run a mile before I show up to practice or something, because I ain't trying to go through Wednesday, Thursday practice on, you know, all, got a whole bunch of bad stuff in me and uh, sweat it out on Wednesday. I'm trying to work and prepare to get better. So um, it's like, if, if you do that, you know what I'm saying? If you indulge in, you know, bad <laughs> habits and, you know, bad diet, you got to be willing to put the work in to get it out of you or, you know, before it's time to go to work. Don't use work to try to, you know, get that out. Well, and yeah, especially like we were talking about earlier, like that's part of, I mean, I don't know if it's in your contract, but like you're like, that's part of some people's contracts, like yeah, for, no, without, to, be, to be at a specific position, uh, to be at a certain weight. Like I, I've read about that. Um, so like, I mean, it's no joke. Like what you, yeah. what you put in your body for you and what you do, it's like, it's really like that that important yeah it's definitely that important and uh that's serious for certain people but you know when you're somebody who show up you know in shape you know something that they don't have to worry about then that's not you don't you don't allow that to be a you know incentive of yours for you to mm-hmm. get your bread you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so that's kind of the just the small things they, they trust you enough to be in shape be a pro you know what i'm saying but when you are you know when you're in that position you know whether it's hard for you or not i mean you making your weight consistently that's important you know and that's what we talk about, like being a professional. And uh, so that's when you would get guys like that, to, you know, to reach out to somebody like Doc, to Doc, you know, to be like, yo, is this important for me? And they develop a plan on how to keep you there and um, make it easier for you so you're not killing yourself every week. Right. Well, um, what about sleep before we wrap it up? Do you, ha- mm-hmm. do you have a sleep, a strict sleep schedule? I try to. I try to. It's hard for me, though. You know, I like I, uh, um, I remember one of the first things Doc told me when I was uh, met him at around 19 years old. He was like, you know, you get your most um, recovery, you know, going to sleep when you sleep between 10 
and two two o'clock in the morning. And uh, my mom always said, "Ten to two, ten to two. That's a little joke with me. You make sure you get in that bed ten to two. But I can't eat. Some honestly, in jaw transparency, it's hard for me to fall asleep before eleven. Sometimes, like even if I got to be up at five or something like that, I don't like. I, if I if I get like I always tell people, if I get like five six hours, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? But I feel great when I get able to get seven or eight, though. I do feel better. But um, I think that's something I, where I could I could get better with the sleep. But I just feel like you know I'm using my time wisely. But mm-hmm. um, once I'm up, I'm up. You know, yeah. Like, like one thing, like one thing about me, like I never let anything come between or before like the work. You know what I'm saying? So um, once I'm up, get get ready to go. And um, you a coffee guy? I'm I'm not a coffee guy. I'm not a coffee guy. And it's where the only time I drink like coffee or something is if like I'm having like a late a late night out after like dinner or something. I had mm-hmm. need an espresso to stay up because I'm getting older. <laughs> <laughs> I know but, you you are getting older. I was watching practice the other day, and you're one yeah. of the oldest players on the team now. Ain't that crazy? Ain't that crazy? But I feel better than I ever did. You know, I That's, feel better than that- I ever did, man. We still got about 10, 15 more years of this thing. Okay, I love that. Oh, did you hear that, guys? He said we got 10 to 15 years left with the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <let's do> yeah, every year we're we're, com- we're coming for you. We're gonna be like the Kardashians, Grady, where they have like twenty seasons of the Getting Real with Grady Jarrett podcast. But in all seriousness, this is gonna be it for Grady Jarrett and I on our first season of the Getting Real with Grady Jarrett podcast. To our listeners, to everybody that's tuned in, we appreciate you guys so much, and I really hope I'll let Grady close it out because it's his show. But really hope you guys were able to get get more of a closer look at Grady and learn some stuff and enjoyed some of our conversations with our guests. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you to all the listeners. Kelsey, thank you for bringing this idea to me and uh, being able to bless people with some of uh, my insight and um, our conversation. And, you know, thanks for everybody listening. I hope everybody got something from it for the, from, you know, every guest that we had, for myself, for Kelsey, and, uh, you know, hope we gain some more, you know, Atlanta Falcons fans. But, you know, like at the end of the day, you know, um, as long as we impacted, you know, one person off one of these listeners. So, you know, we, we made an impact. So thank you guys. Hopeful to have, um, you know, more success. So much love to you and take care.